So today we have uh, Congressman Frank Wolf, former Congressman Frank Wolf. I've, I've been calling him Congressman for so long, I still call him Congressman. Um, but Frank Wolf is uh, was in the House of Representatives for 34 years, uh, very much involved with fighting human trafficking, foreign uh, relations, uh, had supported uh, the Iraq war, was in Afghanistan at the very beginning. And Frank, on the 20th anniversary of Afghanistan um, of 9-11, we have somebody like KT McFarland saying that dealing with the Taliban is like dealing with Neville Chamberlain dealing with Hitler. At the same time, we have people at the National Security Council who have come out this week and have said that, you know, we're, the Taliban's cooperating with the U.S. government. What's your feeling about this on the 20th anniversary of 9-11? Uh, let me just say in memory of the people that died, though, and all the on that day, first responders and military. There were a number of people from my district that died in the attack on the Pentagon. And also for those who are being held and going through this current situation. That is ridiculous. The, the Taliban is a terrorist group. Haqqani, the one on the, on the leadership is there's a $5 million bounty on, the, on this head, the FBI. Four of the five that were traded for Bergdahl are now, they're absolutely terrorists. They are a terrorist group. Al-Qaeda is there. They now believe that the head of Al-Qaeda is, 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 is there, the, the Egyptian doctor. Uh, they want to kill us. Also, ISIS is, is there. And also, this has been an inspiration to many jihadists all, all, over, the, all over the world. So uh, you cannot trust the Taliban. I remember when we went there the first trip, the woman told us the stories are brutal. You cannot trust the Taliban. So tell us about the during 9-11. Uh, when you and Tony Hall, former Congressman Tony Hall, went into Afghanistan on the uh, World Food Organization's plane? Well, during the day of 9-11, the police came by my office and told me, evacuate, the Capitol is under attack. And we stayed for a while, and then I drove to the Pentagon, and I watched the Pentagon on fire for most of the day. Uh, I decided then I had to do something about it. We asked the Defense Department, would they, would they take me? And let me go. And they said no. So Congressman Hall, a Democrat, one of my best friends in Congress, and Joe Pitts, a Republican, and I, we took a, a plane to Pakistan as if we were just going to Pakistan. And then because I was involved in the World Food Program issues, we then jumped in the World Food Program and we flew into Bagram. Uh, we met with uh, uh, Karzai. We met with everybody, but no one else had, had been there. The stories are, are horrific, what has gone on. And then, though, It'll be worse now because they've been radicalized. Don't forget when they took over Bagram, which was one of the biggest mistakes we ever did to give up Bagram. They opened up the prisons and over a thousand ISIS people and 5,000 terrorists from Al Qaeda, every other group. So it'll be much more dangerous now than it was in 9-11. Because of revenge. Revenge and <laughs> they have weapons. Haven't you seen that we have we have given them pallets of of, uh, of money? Go online and look at the the one hundred dollar bill pallets of. I saw of those. They have weapons. They 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 have helicopters. They have an air force. They are armed. Uh, so then they were not armed. They were living in caves, moving around, and oh, they were now they're armed. Have all this equipment. The number of Humvees that they have, they have all our equipment. So tell us, tell us what you're hearing among former members 
and current members. I mean, doesn't anybody question why? I mean, first of all, the Air Force would close the base before before we went out. But why do we leave the money? Why do we leave the ammunition? Why do we leave the tanks? Why do we leave the helicopters? Nobody, I nobody knows. That's why I think you need a major investigation of what took 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 place. One, I personally believe that Blinken uh, should step down. I, I don't believe that he has the capacity now. Also, uh, Sullivan, the National Security Advisor. Also, they're they're they're, they're partisan. They're politicizing this thing. The very fact that they strip McMaster, who was a, a graduate of West Point, has been stripped off the West Point Advisory Board. Uh, somebody told me General General Keene was taken off the board. They're, they're removing people. They're politicizing. They're partisan, making this thing. So I think we have a situation uh, that will be much worse than it was in 9-11 because they're armed. They're angry. They're experienced. And the fact that they now have helicopters, Humvees, military weapons, money, they have everything. And lastly, what you've done is they have emboldened China. China's embassy never closed. China now on human rights and religious freedom, China will have a free free hand. Because if you looked at the Taliban yesterday, they said, we want to work with China. China will be our best friend. They will aid us. So the Chinese embassy is open. The Chinese are, are there. I even saw a report, don't know if it's true, do not know if it's true. I saw a report that there was some indication that the Chinese may take over Bagram Air Force Base. And lastly, well, let's lastly, talk about the go, like, I'm sorry. how they left Bagram. They left it in the middle of the night. The Afghan people got up in the morning and we were gone. If you want to break the spirit in the back of somebody, they left. They didn't even say, you know, Christine, we're leaving. We're going to leave. They just left. And so I think it's they have almost created uh, the, uh, the the unraveling of of the Afghan military. Frank or Congressman, don't you think it's intentional? No, I don't think it's intentional. I just don't think really? Blinken and Sullivan have have the they're they're, they're, they're not a, a Jim Baker. They're not a. I mean, frankly, if uh, I think they ought to put in uh, Senator 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 Lieberman, I th I think that, that frankly they ought to put bring bring back Leon Panetta. Leon, frankly, did head of the CIA, uh, a Democrat, friends to the president, but was a good Secretary of Defense. But I think you need people like that. I, I don't think it's intentional, but I think hmm. the fact that they have the weak team and they didn't know it was taking place. They they and they left people behind. But no, I, I don't think so. I think it's just they are not up to the job. That's why I think Blinken should. And frankly, if Blinken did the honorable thing, he would just step step down. And are I think, you aware of the fact that his father gave money to uh, who was the ambassador to Hungary that he he gave money to Soros? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not aware of that. But I don't think he's capable now to be secretary of state. I mean, you can talk about all he 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 literally. They need somebody like uh, Leon Panetta or they need somebody like a, a Joe Lieberman. Frankly, Joe Lieberman probably would be a very good appointment. Uh, for, he was one of the first people to go to Afghanistan when 9-11 took, took, took place. He's always been solid. Also, at this very time, they need somewhat of a, 
I won't say bipartisanship, but they need to sort of reach across the aisle. The very fact that what they did is they took McMaster and, 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 and other military people off the West Point Advisory Board, they almost have politicized West Point. So I think you need, have you ever heard the saying, personnel is policy? Mm. I think you need personnel change. Todd's uh, son goes to West Point. Well, I'm a Air Force grad in 86, uh, flew for JSOC for a while, but um, it's all the academies. The visitors boards have been decimated, as you may know. And they're Never trying been to, done before. Never been done before. Which is illegal. It's a congressional mandate to have a visit board of visitors. So they erased those six months ago, um, which, you know, is being challenged. But it's still, uh, obviously, I, I, I think, I, I would have to disagree with you. I think all if you look at what's happening, the consequences of what they're doing, bringing in terrorists, unvetted, giving the Taliban weapons, giving over Bagram, raising the national debt, uh, pushing these vaccines. I, I think there's an agenda, but well, I hope you're right. I, I thought, you know, I think it's incompetence, quite, quite frankly. Don't forget, Blinken was at the Hamptons the day before. I mean, I mm -hmm. think they were basically... They're just not up to it. They are not of the caliber of a, you can go back and look at the people who have been, I won't mention names. Sure. Secretary of State. Uh, they're not of the caliber of a, I mean, well, I'm not going to mention, but just he's not of the caliber. And a national security advisor? Yeah. Well, he's awfully young. I mean, these are the same people, Frank, I mean, that we, that we were looking at during the Benghazi attack. Oh, I know. You know, Samantha Powers, Susan Rice, Blinken. Sullivan, they were all involved with that. So to have these people, you know, captaining the ship right now and how much the president knows and understands. But it seems to me you'd have to be pretty brick brain dead not to understand that you don't close the base before you get the people out. Yeah, I don't work to get them out and then say to say the people that are left behind, in fact, wanted to be there when there were people that were turned away at the gate. And I doubt that very I doubt that any of our military on the ground, I don't know, said that we should give up Bagram Air Force Base. Bagram is, they should have kept that because one, it was not a, only a combat thing, it was all an in, in, intel. They were yeah. listening. They were Now we have over the horizon, which means almost nothing. I mean, you can put a drone strike in, but you won't be listening. So to give up Bagram, I think was the biggest mistake ever. I doubt that anybody in the military recommended that. Or you, know, you don't know what to believe when you hear it, but I don't think our military would recommend it. When you take a look at President Biden and you take a look at things that happened under the Obama administration, th there were foreign policy decisions that were made, whether it's the Arab Spring, whether it now in Afghanistan, that increased human trafficking. The southern border increased human trafficking back in 2014. It is now, you know, even higher numbers today. With your background and, and your focus on human rights and, and, and fighting human trafficking all over the world, what's your reaction to that? Because to me, it's an embarrassment. Well, it, it's an embarrassment. I, I, I think we're really dealing with people who are relatively incompetent. Uh, don't forget, uh, Secretary Austin, therefore General Austin. General Austin was head of the, the troops in Iraq when we withdrew uh, under the Obama administration, and we then got ISIS. We got ISIS who committed mm -hmm. genocide against Christians, genocide against Yazidis. There are still about 20 
800 Yazidi women and girls who have never been returned to the families that these some things lie. So I believe it's really incompetence. I believe you need, and I think President Biden, we, we want Biden to do well because we all live here. I have 16 grandkids. We I think he should put some some of the most respected individuals. I won't even say a coalition government, but to bring in people, uh, you know, I, I would say people, people like a Jim Baker, uh, people like a Leon Pipinetta, uh, people people like a, a, a Lieberman uh, that, that were never partisan. If you recall, McCain and Lieberman and Lindsey Graham were always going to Afghanistan. I, I, I bet you Lieberman has been in Afghanistan seven, eight, nine, ten times. But he always worked with uh, 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 McCain. He always worked with Lindsey Graham. And so I think you need people who are relatively bipartisan, who are very, very smart, who are not political, but are are giants when it comes. Some like, uh, well, to mention a name would almost put him behind, but a, a Lieberman and a Leon Panetta, uh, I think would be people like that to bring back in the government. And people that had the ability... Because now with all this going on, there's very little bipartisanship. I mean, I, I told you, Tony Hall and I went together. Tony was a, a you know, you know, a Democrat, but we were very close. I mean, some of my best friends are Democratic members. Those relationships are shattered. They're gone. And even today in the speech, in his speech the other day, it was it was combative. It was almost angry. And that's not the way you heal the country to bring the right. country together. Right. No, he has, the president has come across quite combative in the, his last public statements. Do it my way or the highway, and this is the way it's going to be done, or, you know, you're, you're going to lose some of your freedoms. How do you feel about the fact that the Biden administration is threatening people's freedoms in this country? Well, I think when you look at all the things that are taking place, it's, 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 it's very, very scary. I mean, it's, uh, and, but you got to look at the reality of this. The Biden administration will be in office for the next three years and four months. So what is, are there any former members that are thinking about coalescing and, and appealing and to the administration or is, is the wall so thick that it's impossible? Well, I think it would almost have to come from a, no, I, I don't know of any that are, that are thinking. I think that, the appointment of Joe Lieberman or Liam Panetta would be well received by both Republicans and Democrats, by the mainly mainstream media, by by everybody. Because don't forget, Leon uh, was head head of the CIA also. And don't forget, if you look at the pictures of when they went in to uh, get Ben Laden, uh, Vice President Biden at that time did not want to want to want to do it. Panetta did. A realistic, hard-headed view. Uh, and the same thing with regard to a Lieberman. They sort of represent the type of people that you would bring back in the government for the good of the country, not for the good of any political party, but for the good of the country. But the current group, Blinken, Sullivan. No. I don't know if I agree with you about Panetta, because Panetta was, I can remember when he testified before Congress because of the Benghazi. Well, I know, I, I know, Leon. I was the author of the Iraq Study Group. You remember the Iraq Study Group? I do. Baker I do. Yeah, uh, Leon was on there. Uh, I, I, I think he's a solid guy. I think he's a patriotic. You know, we would have differences on different issues, 
but I think somebody like like that uh, would be good. For the do you case. think and we're in dire straits? Do you think we're in dire straits right now that we can't turn the ship around? Well, I think we're going to go through some very, very difficult. We have, we have, we have, we have had different things, which I'm going to mention, at different times, but we've never had them all together. We've had a pandemic in, in 1918. My wife's mother and father were in the pandemic. Uh, we've had economic crisis. You remember the depression? You remember 2008? Uh, we had riots in the street. You, you remember the riots that took place uh, in the 60s in Washington, D.C. But we have never had them all together. We have never had a pandemic on top of riots in the street, on top of an economic crisis, now on top of a Afghanistan. And then I think you're going to see increased terrorist attacks all over the world. So I think the country's in a, a really a difficult, difficult time. I don't ever want to sell the American people short, uh, but I think we're coming through a difficult time, a really a tough Tough, tough time. And we're also indoctrinating a younger generation to hate the country that we so love. Well, we've lost, we've lost the universities. We have literally, we have lost the, the long march through the university. They have taken over the university. But there are a lot of good kids in these universities. I mean, I, if, if you listen to some of the people, listen to Solzhenitsyn's son, he can tell you, listen to some of the people that were involved in Romania during the Ceausescu administration. They can tell you why America is a great country. They look to us. You can look to. So many uh, of the new citizens from Eastern Europe and places like I get really understand what communism was like. And I think we can come back. I don't want to say you, you can't say it's over. You, you, I have five kids, 16 grandkids, but I think it's going to take. Uh, but we are going to have the Biden administration. Uh, for the next three years and four months, three years and four months. That's why you need you need to put the very best people in, and they're not they're not at the State Department, and they're not at the Defense Department, and with the National Security Advisor. I think if you ask anybody that off the record, they would all tell you they agree. Sullivan, go look at some of the people who have been national security advisors in the past. Henry Kissinger, you may like him, you may not like him. Do you think of Sullivan as a Henry Kissinger? You think, you think, look at the people in the State Department. Right. Do you think Blinken compares to a... George Schultz. Oh, my goodness. George Schultz was one of the best senators yeah. of the state we've ever had. I, uh, I mean, just so... I, uh, no. And so my request would be res respectfully to the president, uh, put some people in like this to, 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 to get the ship of state back on and try to do it in a bipartisan way, bringing people together to heal the country. But the current direction it's going in, it will be very tough for us all. What do you think the American public can do because if you leave them out of the equation, they're going to think that it's, again, it's Washington. Well, I think they can do a lot. Uh, uh, Christine, they can, they, they can do a lot. I mean, they can contact their congressional offices and the Senate and the House. And they can, I mean, the American people have the ability and the freedom uh, uh, to, to really do a lot, to really move the nation, sometimes slowly, but to move the nation.
And I have a lot of confidence in, in, in the American people. I think, and if you look at the poll numbers, the president's poll numbers are collapsing. And even some who support him, as I talked to a couple of people, uh, they say, you know, well, I feel sorry for him. But, you know, like they don't even think he's really been really and this administration has been very, very effective. So I, I think uh, the American people can do a tremendous amount. And everything that there ought to be some. You remember, you all have to remember on 9-11 when the House came out on the steps and sang. Right. You know, God bless America. And there was a, and like I told you, Joe Pitts, Tony Hall, it was a bipartisan. Everything sort of seemed to be bipartisan. Even if you look at some of the books, now it's all gone. It's all gone. And I think there are a lot of people on both sides that would like to see it again. The president should provide that leadership. And to date, name me one Republican that's in his cabinet. There were Republicans in Obama's cabinet. They were Democrats in, in Bush's cabinet. Norman Etta, a good friend of mine, lives out near 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 you. He was in the Bush cabinet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hood. You know, it, it is when you think back about 9-11, it, it was so sad. And, but at the same time, people came together. They did come together. The world came together in sympathy and empathy. Um, and I asked my father who would have been about 101 at this point, but I asked him on 9-11 because his generation was World War II. I said, did that coming together, did you have that in World War II? And he said, you have to remember, Christine, he said, by the time we heard about it in Boston, it was 24 hours later where we saw this in real time. But he said, you know, that sense of unity, that sense of we are, are, we are a one in a country. He said, yes, we all had that. And um, that's the sadness, I think, of, of remembering. It's a tragic day to remember. But at the same time, there was a unification behind that, that people were going to stand together and they weren't going to be defeated by being di divided. And I think we still could again, but it will take the leadership. And I think you got to get a new team. The current team, Blinken and Sullivan, they cannot do it. You may like him. You may think they're nice guys. They may wait but they cannot do it. So you need to change. And uh, 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 frankly, a noble thing would be uh, you respect those people that have been in the military, those people that, that, that step down and put their rack on the table and leave because of principle. I mean, they probably ought to step down on their own. They would be doing a favor to uh, President Biden. So he could put in some of these people who could, who have the knowledge, the expertise, the relationships, the judgment, the experience, and can kind of begin to heal this nation and deal with it. Because I think we're going to be facing, here you have the Taliban as a terrorist group with ISIS, with Al-Qaeda, with weapons, with all the money in the world, with aircraft, with helicopters, with Humvees. Yeah. And, so China, and, China, and China has been emboldened. And I think you have to, and you've, I mean, you, you see the reports, and I'm not predicting it, but you see the reports, Taiwan and China. Mm -hmm. What about the, you know, Biden made a couple of statements, and, and I just can't wrap my brain around them. When, when we left, left uh, Afghanistan, he was saying, you know, the, the Chinese and the Russians would have wanted us to stay. And I thought to myself, that's not true because the Chinese want that Northern Territory for the Brick Road Initiative 
because of the resources that are right. They, they want the minerals. They want to be there. They want to embarrass us. And we only had we had officially about 2,500, but 3,000 people in Bagram. And God forbid a bit. I mean, we we mourn every death, but there hadn't been any U.S. servicemen killed for a, a year and a half. And that was that was a place where we, where we were listening. We had anti-terrorist operations. We had the ability that if you need a close air support now to fly in from Doha or wherever, it takes probably six hours in the airplane. That's like flying from here to California. Mm -hmm. So, uh, no, no. I, I, uh, China has been emboldened. Russia has been emboldened. And one other country, Iran, has been emboldened. So China, what he has done has, has, has strengthened China. And on the issue of human rights, the Uyghurs, oh, boy. Uh, the Christian community, uh, the Tibetan Buddhists, uh, the Falun Gong. I mean, China now has been has been emboldened. China never closed their embassy, right? And right. Russia has now been emboldened, and Iran. Before we leave, Frank, you know, you, you've been such a, I mean, such a saint for the for the Uyghurs in China because you've been putting that on the map for a long, long time. Do you do you, you know they are doing medical experiments on the Uyghurs in China? Do you do you see that as part of the policy that we are now seeing in the United States with these mandatories for the vaccines? No, I don't. No, I don't. I I I think normally America would be bold and speak out. I think what's taking place is there are so many American, particularly high tech companies. Uh, that now don't want to frighten, don't want to say anything negative about it. And that's why I made the comment earlier. It is shocking the number of former high-level officials, both Republican and Democrat, that are now out working uh, for the Chinese companies. If you look at uh, the Wall Street Journal piece yesterday mm -hmm. on TikTok, TikTok is a Chinese operation, what they're doing on pornography. Oh, it's such a disgrace. There are prominent law firms in Washington that represent them. So I think the real threat is that American companies, the NBA, don't want to offend, don't want to say anything. So I think they're willing to really uh, throw the Uyghurs under the bus. They don't want to, but they don't want to offend the Chinese. And anytime they speak out and every other day, there's a new crackdown in Hong Kong. We have literally abandoned. In the last six months, we have abandoned Hong Kong. I remember Martin Lee used to come and over here and all of them, they're in prison now. Joshua Wong, the young Christian, uh, he's in prison. I mean, so Hong Kong's been given up. Taiwan is being threatened. Chinese are rising uh, and we're falling behind. Todd, you want to you jump in here before we close out this interview? Uh, well, I... I agree with everything the congressman's saying. I, I just think it's uh, it's. I don't think all of that could have happened accidentally and because of incompetence. But that's just my opinion. I think this regime is working with China, and I think this regime is literally committing treason. But that's not a popular view. But I don't see any other way to see it. No, I think so, it's incompetence and. Uh, uh, and it's becoming clear that the incompetence is costing people's lives. I think that some of these people are actually engaged with human trafficking uh, and not willing to admit it because of commodifying populations 
and cultures and people all over the world. I think this is I think this is real. I think this is medical trafficking. I think it's corporate trafficking. I think it's it's you know when we when you know when at the start of this 21 years ago when we started talking about human trafficking Frank, you know people were talking about sex and labor, then the internet, then the sex tours and then the organ trafficking. But I've looked at this so closely for so long now for the last 18 months. I came out in July and I said this is medical trafficking what's going on because I don't see any when you start mandating medical obligations for somebody else i think it's a i think that's a very very serious line that this administration has taken and i think it's a very serious line in terms of where the united states stands and stature all over the world even though we've fallen as far as i'm concerned in the last six months but we're shipping u.s pharmaceutical vaccines overseas and some of the negotiations that are going on with some of those foreign countries, they don't want they don't want any more liability overseas than they have here in the United States. And at the same time, they want collateral to make certain they're not going to be held, uh, you know, for anything that happens wrong. And in some of those contracts, they're told uh, that if the foreign governments order 20 million vaccines, that it is the pharmaceuticals who are going to decide when those shipments are um, made. And they have clauses in those contracts that say that if there is a cure for COVID, they still have to pay for the orders that they are making today. So there's something wrong when you see how they're negotiating for these pharmaceuticals. And, and I just question who's, how, how, how bad is it on K Street with the lobbying? How bad is it in terms of the pharmaceutical association on the, on the, the you know, the, the, the extent of the powerful uh, association that we know it as it is, and it has been for decades. Yeah, it's that's why I made the comment that when you look at the number of former members of Congress and high-level officials, right, who are now out working for, let's say, the Chinese, it's shocking, and yet nobody says anything about it. Uh, also, there's a real question: some of these former military officers who go out. Oh yeah. And work on some of these. Uh, I'm not mentioning names, but they go work for, uh, uh, and that is really shocking. And that's why I think the Christian Church will suffer in China. The Tibetan Buddhists. I, I was the only member of Congress to go to, to Tibet. I slipped in Tibet, and I, I, I spent a week there with a with a Buddhist monk. They they're committing cultural genocide against the Tibetans. The Catholic mm -hmm. Church is being persecuted. The Protestant Church is being. You talk about organ. The falling gun, they right. arrest them, they put them in prison, they take their blood type, they then sell it. You can, from the West, fly into China for $50,000 to buy a new, new kidney. America has now become uh, weak because our corporate elites. And don't forget, this is not, this has happened in the past. You can go online and look at the number of companies in the West during World War II that cooperated with mm -hmm. the Nazis. Right. And I think there are many American corporations who are doing business. And so what they do is they hire some of these four high-level officials, some cabinet officials that represent them. I mean, mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia. Right. right. Go, go look to see who represents Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Where do you think the church is in all of this? Because it's, I, mean, I, I never thought I'd live in a world, I'd live in a country where the, the doors of the churches, the synagogues would close. Uh, the churches have been silent. The churches have been silent. 
I mean, we need more Dietrich Bonhoeffers in the church. We need Dr. Martin Luther King's in the church. We need more William Wilberforce in the church. The church has been silent. The church has stood by to say, you take Nigeria today. There's genocide in Nigeria. Boko Haram is there. The church has been silent. What's taking place with regard to uh, the people in Burma? The church mm-hmm. has been silent. You take effect, the church, I mean, look at Pakistan. Now with the relationship Pakistan and the Taliban, the Catholic church will be persecuted. You may remember Asia Bibi. You can check her out. The church has been brought The Yamadi Muslim community, which is a really good community in Pakistan, they're going to go through a very, very difficult time. You just go around the world and you can see what's going to be taking place. So the church has been so I've, I've been disappointed in the church. We need more Martin Luther Kings. Uh, read Dr. King's letter from a Birmingham jail. We need oh, one, of the, one, one of the all-time great letters. Everyone should be they, they, everyone should be crying to read it once a year. Read read what what Bonhoeffer says. So we need Dr. King's Bonhoeffer's and Wilberforce. And unfortunately, uh, the church has been very very soft. Frank Wolf, thank you very much for joining us today. And please come back because the story is not going away and we will do our best to cover it all and to do some great investigative reporting. Good. And, thank you. and pray for the country. God bless you. See you. Thank, thank you. you.